This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680 CJOB. Well, welcome back to the program, Cam. How you doing? Well, I'm doing great. I had a great week away. Uh, bad timing in the middle of the playoffs, but that's fine. But it's good to have you back. Well, it's great to be back. Thanks a lot, Jim. Who are you? What are you doing? In I here? don't know. I'm just trying to confuse you. I'm trying to throw you. Can I get a, try a throw, vanilla throw you latte? Or oh, you not? You're Cam Poitras. <laughs> I thought you were taking orders. Ah, uh, no. Um... Can I get an MGD with some boneless chicken wings? <laughs> and let me ask you while you're here, if you, they're boneless, are they chicken wings? Aren't they just chicken? It's just a chicken nugget. If you're not deboning anything, it's just a chicken nugget. It's not a chicken wing. Boneless chicken wings. Did you debone the wing? Is that what I'm hearing? What you do is you take This is what happens meal. when you're not around. I think these things. <laughs> you take chicken meal and you morph it. Into a into a wings sort of look. It's just a small chicken finger. Do you prefer boneless, which is now we've established no, not true? You're or asking me, chicken, yeah, bone in oh, chicken. Obviously, bone in. Bone in. What are you? What about you? I gotta say, I like them both. Yeah, I, I I do like chicken fingers. I'm a chicken finger guy. Who isn't a chicken finger? Anyways, yeah. Uh, what I miss? What's been going on? Well, I'll tell you. A playoff series has started. Yeah. Phenomenally. Like, best effort of the year held the Vegas Golden Knights to 17 shots against. Yeah. Depth scoring 1 5 1. Then they played good for about another 30 minutes, and then it went off the rails. Jack Eichel got his playoff mojo going in his second playoff game ever. And unbelievably, and I stand by this, Mark Stone, for a guy who had back surgery and hadn't played in months, looks like he's been playing for six months. But also ironic that five days prior he couldn't go, but then could go. Hmm. I, that's really odd how that if this worked in the last regular season favor. game was two days from the playoffs, I could go, but it's not. It's yeah. five. Yeah, it's funny how that happens with the Vegas and then and, I, and I'm some jo- injuries I, and yada yada yada. Here we are. Freak injuries to Josh Morrissey and, and Mark Shifley. Um, I, I did watch every game down. I was down in Florida, but I, I, I did. Down I, in FLA. I was, yeah, I was watching. Seat by the pool. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I did actually watch every single game. So I, I, was, I was keeping tabs on it. Uh, my wife um, tried to strangle me, I think, on three occasions um, for, for, for watching the hockey That happens in Florida. Like you must be worth some money. Yeah. Or maybe I watch too many it's, it's, Sunday you, night. It's, you're watching too many cops. Dramas. You know that when, when I was getting, growing up, you know, things are getting hairy when it's like, did you know when, an episode in like Fort Lauderdale or yeah, in my day, they used to have these television series and mm-hmm. they would be Sunday evenings and they would be like three parters. The thorn birds was one of them that people all gathered around on Sunday evening and couldn't wait to see what the priest was going to do in the thorn birds. Richard Chamberlain, yeah. I believe roots was another amazing one. Um, and ahead of its time. And then, so I thought maybe, but a lot of these crimes happen, these sort of <laughs> stories, I'll yeah. say, took place in Florida with somebody wanting the money. Anyway, what That's did what you think of the games? What, where are you on this series? I'm, I'm okay with the Winnipeg Jets. I, I, I think they've, they've been a step behind. I think that there has been uh, – I think that the Vegas Golden Knights have had their way with the Jets more than the Jets have had their way with go, the Golden Knights. I think they've had a fantastic um, – they've they played fantastically in their own neutral zone, and when the Jets have been desperate or – Urge, they needed a goal urgently. 
um, or have been behind in a game, uh, they've done a fantastic job of shutting uh, the Winnipeg Jets down. When the Winnipeg Jets are playing the style of game that they want to play and they need to play to win, they've been fantastic. Do, am I upset with any of the efforts that the Winnipeg Jets have put forward? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I think the the final 30, 30 minutes, as you said, in game two, um, they got behind a little bit. They made things a little too easy for the Vegas Golden Knights and they took advantage. I can't... Um, it's like if you, if you take the third period from game three, um, it's just they got behind and they fought their way back, and that's just going to be in the playoffs. You're, you're going to lose momentum sometimes, and they just, uh, uh, you know, uh, and I'm not going to blame Dylan Sandberg for that pass in, in overtime. Uh, you know, it, it just it's just the way that that game ended up. It ended up um, with, with, a, with a goal by the Golden Knights, and, and they almost came back in game four. So I, I can't sit here and be upset with the effort uh, of the Winnipeg Jets um, so far in this series, I think they're still in it. I think they really are still in this series. I think that they can win three in a row against Vegas. Um, but, I mean, cliche, 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 Blake Wheeler, uh, Nick Ehlers, uh, Rick Bonus, Kyle Connor have all heard them say the exact same thing, but it's true. They're not, they have to win three games in a row, but they have to take it one game at a time. And it starts tonight. they got to go out there. They're going to win a game, bring it back to Winnipeg. And they got to find a way to win. Uh, with a whiteout crowd that sell that sold out, like I think it's seven in a row. Uh, Kelly sent that stat out today. Um, outside of the of the bubble year and and uh, and and of course the the playing and stuff. They, they got to find a way to win at home here. Like this this place should be a fortress in the postseason. And for whatever reason, the Winnipeg Jets have struggled to play uh, here. I, I don't think that it's. I don't think that there's anything to it other than the fact that they just haven't been able to find ways to win. There's been lots of overtime games, and of course, I'm not. I'm counting sold out games. They, they were able to win uh, those two games against Edmonton uh, in that bubble year too. So, but they got to find a way to win at home. It's, they, they they just got to. Well, it's, it's, get a, home, it's a must. First of all, it's yeah. a must win. It is a must win. They have to. Finally, we get can say that home. for reality. Yes. Finally, we can really say it is a must win. You know, I was I was on uh, Sportsnet Radio in Vancouver this morning talking about it, and they're like, this series, five-on-five, five is dead even. Um, the Jets' power play has outplayed the Golden Knights' power play. The metrics are are very close. And, That's and what I was looking at Their team today. is down yeah. 3-1. And, and I think we knew going into this series, because both power plays aren't very good, um, the Vegas Golden Knights' penalty kill isn't very good and hasn't been, and the, and the Jets' penalty kill is great. This was going to be a game won and lost five on five, five e five, and so when I was on there, I was talking about them, and and you know I was thinking if they could have got that overtime game and made it two one, even if they lose game four, it's two two. Um, so now they're behind the eight ball, but you shoulda, woulda, coulda, and I know a lot of Jets fans are tired of this, and this is what I said on Tuesday show with Derek Cam was, I'm at the point with this core that like I, I don't believe in blowing it up and going in a misdirection, and I know the fallacies of the lineup and, yeah, and the yeah. defensive play yeah. and all of that. I'm well aware of that, clearly having been covered the team since it came in 2011. But what I am at a point with this core is third-round exit in 2018, lost to St. Louis in the first round, go to the bubble, Shifley's down, Line A's down. I don't count, that. I don't count that series at all. That well, was a complete... I, I that, do, like yeah. to me, because it's all experience. Yeah. And so you get two major injuries in the first half of a game in a bubble, and you, you only win one of, of four, and you, you come home, it, it, add that in. Then you sweep Edmonton, add that in. Then you get swept by Montreal, add that in, and then you don't make the playoffs. And I'm sorry to the listeners because I'm just trying to recant what I was saying on Tuesday. And if you missed Tuesday's show, but you put that all together with this core who's not young anymore. Mm. 
And this is a series that you use that experience with. And you get what it, you know what it takes. You get what it doesn't take. You know what effort has to be there. You know what mistakes can't be made, and you know what play is needed to win playoff series. They haven't won a playoff series yet when they've been because behind this Jim. core of seven have been there, done that. Yeah, and it's time that you either step forward or step back. And so, how I felt Tuesday morning was: Is there a ten percent chance they pull this series? Out? Yeah, is that very low? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. There's a way to change this whole narrative. And we look at the Washington Capitals and the ups and downs they had before they won a cup. You look at Tampa Bay getting swept by Columbus. This is a core that needs to to take that step because it's not going to be around next year. Yeah, I'm, and so I'm. That's where I am with this series. I will they pull this off? I don't know. Will they win tonight? I don't know. I'm fascinated by it, but I will say this: if they themselves, even without Shifley and Morrissey and potentially Ehlers, want to change any of the narrative that their legacy will be left from the past six to seven years, yeah, you win this series. They got to do it for each other. And if you don't, I mean, I mean they, then what are we going to think? Well, they got to look at each other. I mean, like this. This is like this it's is, not what I'm. What I'm going to think is it's not good enough. This is this. This is the. This is the twilight, Jim, of this of this group of guys. Yes, of those seven guys who are back there for the for the you know the Western Conference Final. Adam Lowry, Mark Shifley's not going to be played tonight. Josh Morrissey, who's going to miss the rest of the series. Cal Connor, Blake Wheeler, uh, Connor Hellebuck. Um, you know, Nick Ehlers. These guys, those seven guys that have been here for this long and have been part of the most successful block of time over the course of the Winnipeg Jets here, it, like the, there's going to be changes this summer. And it's like, listen, we got to don't think about that. Like, don't don't like focus. All oh, things are going to be different in the summer. It's got to be right now. And it's got to be. Yeah, they have to they have to look at each other and say, like, we're not done yet. We're, 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 we're going here. We're bringing this series back to Winnipeg, and the we're def- going to win a big one in Vegas. The defense is a six-man unit till Morrissey went out, and even after, so the seven of them, have played phenomenally. Yeah. They really have. Yeah. They have been the surprise of this series because they've played just as good or better than the Vegas defensive six, in my mind. They have really performed well. Um, the Lowry line has been outstanding. Yes, we knew um, that. We knew the that they were going to The fourth liners be. have not cost this team anything. No. And the 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 top six in parts have been great. Kyle Connor, Pierre Luc Dubois were not good enough, good enough in Game Four. Blake Wheeler was yes, and Nino Niederreiter was. Wheeler's been really good. Nemestikov is having an up and down series. He's not as good as he's been in the regular season. Um, Kyle Connor's looked phenomenal in two of the four games, and he's not in others. Mark Scheifele's looked good in one of them, and now he's injured. But to me, it's like, regardless of whether this ends tonight or whether they go on and win this series, it's really about, it's time. Like, the core is going to change. Yeah. And I'm, and it's funny how these contracts work out and, and Chevy and year too long, not long enough, all this stuff. This core is going to change. And if they don't pull this series out, it's time that it changes as well as the contracts necessary. Because you've had this five or six year run where regardless of whether we think it is, it has not been good enough. They should win this series. I I, I think, well, I, I picked them going into it, Jim. 
So did I. So did I. And I, mean, and I, I mean, thought they matched up well. And I, I thought they did. But like it's. But I was looking. And at they the, have five v five. They have Jim. I've looked even, and they've you got to give them the edge in special teams. But so that's the difference, right? Like so they have just, matched up very well five v five, and they're down three one. So I, you've got to find. You've got to take that step. The one discrepancy that I found that was that was the big difference to me, and and and, and Rick Bonus was talking about this in uh, in leading up to this in 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 after practice yesterday, is the Jets got to manage the puck better. That's what it is. And, and to say that the Vegas Golden Knights haven't that, that goal that they scored to make it uh three, two, that was a, that was a fluky goal too, as well. Like let's, let's, let's put that where it was. The Jets have not gotten as much puck luck as the Vegas Golden Knights. There's no doubt about that. You can't even make that argument, but they, they got to generate it, generate it themselves. And they got to manage the puck better because I look at the turnover ratio and, and you know, the, the, the Jets have coughed the coughed the puck over more than Vegas. This team, Forty-four to thirty-seven in terms of turnovers, and that's got to. The Jets have to turn that turn that up because the one game that they they allow that they turned uh, that Vegas turned more pucks over, and the Jets forced more turnovers was the one that they wanted, the one that they dominated in. And so this is why we're doing this because we got this text. Quit making excuses for the Jets. Yeah, I was here's what I'm seeing: they're big size players who are playing small, trying to be fancy, blah blah. blah. There's no excuses being made here. We've just directly hit what you're talking about. Yeah. They should get st- over the hump and be difference makers. Yeah. And yeah. they're not. So then it's time to go. Yeah. This is game. And it wasn't time to go last year because they underperformed to the roster they had. Yeah. It wasn't time to go the year before because they needed a coaching change. It wasn't time to go the year prior to that. This is time. It's time contract wise, but more importantly, you've had seven core players that have been here for six or seven years and some other ones who've been here for three to four that aren't getting it done. It's not good enough. No, no. And so they, they have even series well matched up at points have outplayed this. You've lost three games in a row. This team has done that. What twice this year. You, you can't lose four games in a row. This team is too good. So if you don't, I'm leaning towards contracts or not. It's, you have to find now. This is tough because yeah. I'm not going to listen to anybody telling me that you take two players out of your top six and your number one D man, and it doesn't affect you. It does. But the point I'm making is that's a huge hole you're in right now. But you also have Dubois, Connor, potentially Ehlers, Nemestikov. Yeah, no, it's this. Need this, a rider. You have a team that's good enough to find a win tonight. Neil Pionk has come Hellebuck. back. Neil Neil Pionk has come back. Pionk. I'm putting a lot of this Brendan game. Brendan Dillon's on, playing on, well on Brendan Dillon and Pionk, and that that we got to go to a break here. That that those that pairing on defense. You got Adam Lowry. You got Morgan Barron. And you got Mason Appleton. You know what you're going to get from those guys. There's enough and, and left need, here to find a win need, on the road. Yes, you need PLD and Cal Connor. Those two, and with Blake Wheeler, I'm throw them in there too. Those guys have to connect, and they have to be offensive weapons. Dealing with Ehlers and what he's coming back from, I, I if he would score on the power play, like I, I just think that that would even be even without Ehlers. There's enough here to get a win over Vegas on the road. Let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. We'll get to your guys' text messages, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. What are the lineups looking like? Where are thing, people going to fit in? We'll get to all that after this. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Welcome back to the show. Pre-game gets going at 6.30, puck drop at 9. Game 5, Jets trailing the Vegas Golden Knights 3-1. Uh, another late game, of course, Pacific time. Woo. Woo. Whoa. Whoa. Those late games. Oh, Cam needs a nap tonight. A uh, couple text messages. 
<laughs> couple text messages, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, a couple text messages here from you guys. Keys to victory. Number one, score first goal. They scored three out of four so far, the first goal, Jim. Yeah. So I, I still think it's an important that helps. part. It helps, but... Tampa Bay scored a lot of goals first too. They and certainly have. <laughs> no, it's it's an important part. I mean, the average. I mean, are we going to talk? Are we talking odds? Are we getting into odds? It's like 79 percent or well, something like that. Tonight, to more first. so than ever, because if you go down, say two nothing, there's just not the firepower in the lineup to, to come at you wave after wave. So I agree. Tonight, more so than ever, get the first goal, get a lead, and then you can sort of play that good solid 200 foot game. Like I, I, I think they got to they get, they have to get a goal. They have to get the first goal. At, I think they got to get a two goal lead over the first 30 minutes of the game. That's what I think. I think they got to get ahead by two. Right. Yeah. And then they can slow the game down a little bit. And because Vegas just doesn't, you know, just like you said, they don't have the firepower. I don't yeah. Think and when Vegas went up three, one, not two, one, but when they went up three, one on uh, game four, it was like flipping a switch. The way they played just changed. Totally. One man deep. Four guys in the neutral zone. It's just tougher and and uh, harder sledding. So I, I do agree more so than ever tonight. But if you go down one nothing, it's not you know insurmountable. But going down two nothing is there are facets to this that they have to sort of scoring first would definitely help and get in a two goal lead. I said on Hal Anderson show earlier today if they can get the lead or get out of the first period tied. They got more than enough chance. Yep, yep, yep. I like that. Uh, also, this texture goes on to say, uh, two, Dubois don't take do goofy penalties. Uh, number three, take shots and make sure shots are on the net. That's a big one. Um, if you get any type of lead, don't let out play like you're behind and then repeat number three again. Ha, ha, ha. That texture says that one is from Chris. Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I, I looked at it where the Jets goals were coming from today, and except for three out of the 13 goals that they've scored so far uh, have been in the series have come from the slot. I mean, that's that's not a surprise. That's statistically where most goals in the National Hockey League come from. But that's where they got to go to. They got to go to the front of the net and they got to shoot from there. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, I had Trevor Kidd on. He's going to be on the pregame show tonight, by the way, yeah. with Kelly Moore at 630. And I highly recommend, you know, all our analysts are really good. But Trevor has that insight, not only just on, on being in a room for 13 years, yeah. but being a goalie. And I asked him, I go, I, I just... You know, if I'm more so than ever the Jets and I'm watching Laurent Bressois, I think he's been shaky in three of the four games. I think he's struggled to find the puck. Yep. I think when he does make a save, he scrambles too soon, mm-hmm. like he doesn't play. And I know that's knocking a goalie that's up 3-1 in a series. But And Trevor said, Jim, shaky. He's looked really shaky. Like He yeah. goes, I, I, I can't believe they're not just peppering him with everything and not just like putting it back to the point, shoot, putting it back to the point. Like he said, from the side, from everywhere, just put pucks on net and go to the net because he, he agreed, which I was thankful for because that, that's what I thought I was seeing was you could, I mean, it's Lorraine Bressois, right? Yeah. Like he's not coming out of this series and all of a sudden getting a six year contract <laughs> no. for $6 million and no, being he's, a starter. He's, he's going to get a backup. He's played well. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I still don't know that he's a starter in this league, and I think that he's a very good backup. Don't get me wrong; and he's played well. Absolutely. But there are opportunities here if they can get some past him to jump all over him. Uh, this texture says, "I love Hellebuck, but he hasn't been great. Numbers don't lie." We've got a couple more Hellebuck text messages in here. Uh, this texture says, "Hellebuck is a good goalie in the regular season. He's one of the best. He steals some games, but in the playoffs." He has been just okay. He hasn't stolen any games the last three or four years in the playoffs, not like some of the other top goaltenders in the playoffs. Brassois has outplayed Hellebuck so far in this series. 
Hope that changes tonight. And this texture says, hasn't stolen Halibut needs to steal this one. Go Jets, go. That one from Vince. They swept Edmonton. He was pretty outstanding. Was he, like, I'm not saying he needed to steal one, but when you're facing those two and Nugent Hopkins and every, like, that's. I, you know, look, this, so even, like, here's the uh, yeah. thing. And this is what I defined with Hal this morning, too, that I, I understand. Stealing a game. So the, oh, let's go through all those three goals real quick. The first one um, from Howden is a is an immediate rebound that no goaltender is going to get to. He made the initial save, and the way the puck came back so fast, it was impossible to react to it. Boom, it's 1-1. Yeah. The next one goes in off Carlson's skate, which you're allowed to direct with your foot now. You're not allowed to kick. So he didn't kick. He just directed it. It's in between the legs. That's a deflection. Yeah. The Barbashev third goal is a deflection that goes up high. He's played it well. He was positioned well. The deflection tips goes up over his shoulder. None of those are his fault. But when you steal a game, that's what stealing a game is, right? It's making saves you shouldn't be able to make. And so tonight, I don't blame Hellebuck for any of uh, any of that. Yeah. But to steal a game, he's got to, unfortunately, make saves that you shouldn't be able to make. He's got to be all world over that's these That's how next, you steal one. He's got to be all world over the next three games. But are, are we paying too much attention to things like, like he's a sub 900 save percentage right now so far? Uh, in this series, I mean, Brassois is at nine hundred two. Hellebuck is at eight ninety five. Does does that matter to you? Did, do, do well, you put which, any stock in that? Which goal is bad? Like, which goal do I go? Oh, you got to have that. You got to make that save. I haven't seen one. The the rebound to Kozar off the Eichel shot, and I know Eichel can pound the puck, and it comes in at about ninety an hour, and he kicked it out. And his reaction to Kozar burying that rebound was he leaned back and looked at the heavens like I'm doing right now, even though you can't see it on the radio. Um, but but it. that right away, and then he stood there and kept staring up like he goes, that rebound was a mistake on my yeah. part. That I agree with. Mm-hmm. He can't, I mean, that it's hard, right? Because the shot from Michael is so hard. You're making the save, but he realized himself that he can't sort of kick that out to that angle that hard. But also the shot is so hard. But he, like I, I would judge he would like that one back. I think he thinks he that rebound was too big to one give up. But to the to, we're defining what is a good goal, what isn't. Yeah. I think to everybody's point that they're weighing in with us is, is he has to steal one tonight, which is making a save or two or four that would be going in the net. Ehlers potentially back tonight. Uh, how much does that actually change things here? Shifley's out. Is it is is having Shifley out? And inserting Ehlers in is that a bigger roster change? Having Shifley out is it, does that affect this team more? Well, so he's gone back to center, right? In game three, I think. Yeah. Um, there's there's parts of his game I really like, mm-hmm. and there's parts that, um, you know, still kind of ish. But it's not. Look, he's been way better than he has been bad. I'll say that. Yeah. But with him being out, like the problem with him being out is, is what I saw in game four is all of a sudden it's like, let's, let's put two guys on Kyle Connor. And that's the, the issue. Like he had a breakaway in that game in which he got injured yeah. on. That's what Mark Shifley can do. So it is an issue to have him out. It mm-hmm. is for sure. You're a better team with Mark Shifley in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with that. So it's, I mean... That's why through all the nonsense at the end of the year, Jim, that's why you know, there was all that talk about you know, bench him, sit him. The team needs Mark Shifley. If anything, even if... And we all know how he performed and, and the struggles he had for weeks, yeah. and then he went to the wing and all that. But if anything, it just allows Vegas to go, What? how's he going to play tonight? Because if he's on, he's going to be a problem for us. But if he's not even on the ice, then what does Vegas do? 
okay, well, I'm not going to worry so much about Nemestikov, so let's pay extra attention to Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois. But if he's on the ice, he could be dangerous. And he Nick, could be an issue. Yeah, Nick Ehlers likely, if he is going to be good to go here, uh, with Nemestikov, Anita Ryder, Connor, PLD, and Wheeler on the top line, uh, Baron Lowry and Appleton, Mendeline and Stenland, uh, and, and, and see what happens there. Um, and then the defense, I, th- I think, is probably going to stay exactly the same. Ehlers can get some points tonight. Like I, I Look, it is extremely tough to do what Mark Stone has done, to come back in and have an immediate impact on a team yeah. after that much time off, especially at playoff time. But I have full confidence if Ehlers plays tonight. He could be a difference maker, and mm-hmm. he, he could very easily get a goal or two assists, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. But it also wouldn't surprise me if it's just a tough go for him coming back after being off for two weeks. What kind of sacrifice do the Jets need to do to the hockey gods? Like a chicken or something, or well, not maybe not a chicken, maybe like a some wheat or something, some some, some wheat, some like uh, well oiled flour, like an oil sacrifice. You know what they have you to think do? That would work. Here's what they have to do for the hockey gods. Whatever hockey gods you believe in, okay, you have to have a there's really, several. There's several of really them. good, smart, strong effort. If you play with pace and energy and have an honest effort in where you don't cheat and you don't think that this puck will come to me or this puck will go there. If you play every shift in a good, hard, honest fashion and worry about your job every single shift for 60 minutes tonight, the hockey gods will reward them with a win. If they go down a goal and get away from it, if they go up two goals and get away from it, If they have a shift or two where they're like, ah, I'm going to stay out for an extra 20 seconds, they're not going to get rewarded tonight. I think that the Winnipeg Jets need to get in front of the Vegas Golden Knights. They need to shut down their transition game. Yeah. They got to stop their defense from pushing the puck up the net. I mean, up the, up the ice. That's been a killer for them so far. And they need to take care of the puck. I think that's. I think that's literally. The, the I think they got to take care of the puck. I think that's the number one thing. And not having Josh Morrissey out there it takes a blow. The blue line has stepped up so far. They're in that spot. Um, and and I, and I think. And speaking of Trevor Kidd, this is something I talked to him about. Was offense so much is generated by defensemen making the right play up the ice. We've seen that with Vegas. Um, not to say that the Winnipeg Jets haven't been doing that, but they need to get on it, and it needs to be. It needs to be a more more important piece of it. And they need to get possession in the offensive zone. They got to get through the neutral zone. They got to find a way to break through it. In my opinion, they're not going to get anywhere if they can't get through the neutral zone. They cannot play like it's a do or die game because in my opinion, that's when they get individual and yeah. don't stick to the system because they're trying to do something more than they're being asked to. Yeah. But in also my opinion, when this team has had a depleted lineup, that's when they play their best. Whether it's consciously or subconsciously, they're like, okay, we don't have everybody, so we've got to take care of these details of the game Mm -hmm. and defend well. And if they do that, they'll be fine. But that's the key to tonight's game is to not just play a good, solid, honest effort and live in the environment and and take take care of the moment and not try to do more than you're being asked to or go, oh, we're down 2 nothing. this is our season. Play good, strong, solid effort that the system has worked for them And I think they'll be fine tonight. Did you take any stock into how um, positive they've been in in, in practice and, and leading into this game, in terms of what they've said uh, in, well, in pregame interviews and stuff like that? They've, so been, they've me, been upbeat and they've been in a good mood. I, I, I don't think it's weighing on them, to be honest. To I, me, I, that's where what I've talked about the last five or six years comes into play. Yeah. Like, it's not like we can't let this go to St. Louis where we've lost two games in the last three minutes. We can't, you know, all this experience comes into play where we. What was Wheeler's quote? We can't win three games in one day. 
Kyle Connor said something very, very similar. You know what you can do is you can win your first shift Mm -hmm. and then you can win your next shift and then you can win the first period and then you can win the second one. And if you lose parts of that period, you come back and get it. And if you do that, I know it sounds simplistic. I know there's some cliches being thrown around, but to what you're asking about what they're saying to me, it's not cliche what they're saying. It's the fashion, which they're saying that, and there is a calm in this team. There is a belief in this Mm -hmm. team. Amongst themselves, is playoff hockey. I believe that is playoff hockey we more. We have to see it. Is playoff hockey more simplistic than regular season hockey? Is it more down to? It's more intense, but in, you're right. It's is more it, simplistic. It, it's more to the core of 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 what hockey is. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely more intense. It's more physical. There's no doubt about that. But it's more but basic. Is, is it more basic? Because that's where teams seem to go. The, yeah. well, the ones that find the most success in the postseason are the ones that the ones that do that the best. They got the fundamentals down. Yeah, it's boring, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we, look no. at the, we look at the games we love, it's, and they're the six-five punches, you, fighting, all that stuff. That's the intensity of it. But the ones who find success are the ones who go system up and down the ice. Hey, we got two goals and one, two, one. Look at that. If you cheat on a pass and you try to push something up the ice that you that is not going to work, there are plays that work in the regular season that will not have a chance at working in the in in the playoffs. It will come back to bite you in the butt. Right, cheating, you know, yeah. making that, making that, and that's that what I mean. Like, pass. if you go down to nothing, the worst thing you can do is try to take that extra guy on, that yeah. extra pass, that extra. Just do your shift, get off. Like that's what happened in game two, right? All of a sudden, Shifley's taking a minute and twenty sh- second shift. Gonna come and get you. It's thirty to thirty five, and your clock's going, and there's no longer. I'm going back to the bench. Wait, we got the puck back. It's no, keep going. Somebody else will take it over. And have your next shift just as good as this this one. Yeah, it's 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 the basics. It's it's you know you know you know make sure you got your covers down. Who who's in front of you? Make the right play. In That's a lot of ways, we should be there coaching this team right now. I don't know it why sounds like I we mean, have it figured out. I mean, out. Jim, listen, I'm sitting here. It sounds pretty I, easy to I'm, us. I'm not making this. I know. <laughs> I, I I I you told me what you were making in terms of salary, and I was like, oh man, I'm I'm pretty lucky right now. About what I'm pulling in here, but I'm not making anywhere close to an NHL goaltender salary. I mean, a, a, a head coach. Yeah. Why am I not in the coaching staff? Uh, but bonus would know this, right? Yeah. Bonus and Scott Arneal, and this is where you know it's fellas. Here we go, and we don't need that inch speech from Al Pacino. Although I love that the inches yeah. we need are all around us. <laughs> they need to go look. Win your shift. Let's get a solid start. We know what to Throw do and how back. to do it. Yeah. We're a little bit depleted here. Let's play the system to a T tonight. Let's get a win. A couple more text messages and we'll get some more on the other side of the break here. Let's go to break. Back to the lunchbox gang. We had at the start of the year, Jets win tonight in a statement game. That one from Craig. Uh, Dan says, Jets really have to finish at the net. Numerous chances every game this series. Hello, Kyle, Connor, Burry, that puck. Cheers. That one from Dan. Um, and yeah, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, I really don't think they're sweating it. I, I really think they have enough experience and veterans that they're like, we just have to win a game. That's it. This texture says playing Bucky too much down the stretch during regular season, starting to take effect. Some issues Montreal had with Kerry Price. No, not if you ask Bucky. No. If you know he's Hella cool, Buck, man. and when he's at his best, it's when he's playing tons. And here you go. He's got two days off. He's rested. He's relaxed. He's he's convinced. His his he's talk so at the airport conv- two days ago was like he we is, are inches away from winning taking this series he, over. He is so confident that this game is gonna go exactly the way that he has envisioned. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on six eight CJOB. 
Well, I only got about a minute left here in the program, but a quick question from David. David says, who's the pressure tonight, Vegas to end it or the Jets to keep it going? I think all the pressure is on the Winnipeg Jets tonight to find a way to win this game. Yeah, I don't – I mean, they don't want to come back to Winnipeg. They don't want to stretch us any longer, all that. But also, Winnipeg doesn't want their season to end. So, yeah. I think it's – I, I, I think, think that there's that, pressure on both, but the the more severe pressure is definitely on the Jets. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I think going home versus – you know, sending a series back but, on the road. I, I think I don't think that's a comparison. But the Jets can't play like they're under huge amounts of pressure tonight. Yeah, they just they have to play just a good, strong, honest effort. Like they have to, and that's what my point was about. People were asking Sarah Lesky was on the start today. She's there, and she said, you know, they're all pretty loose and relaxed. It's, yeah, and she would know. Like she's been in that room for many years. You can tell when there's tension. You can tell when there's some things not well. She says they're all pretty relaxed and ready to go. Uh, you're going to be taking calls right off the bat. you got a special guest coming up at 2.30. 2.30, Darren Dreger is going to talk Jets with us and get some insights on if it's over, uh, what the offseason could look like. But uh, we'll do that. And then in the, the second segment today, we'll tee it up a bit. We'll take your calls, people, and your text. 780-6868. Do you think the Jets get it done tonight? Or do you think their season ends? Game five, pregame at 6.30, puck drop at nine, Jets in Vegas down 3-1, do or die. We can finally say must win, and it literally is a must win game for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I will see you bright and early tomorrow morning. I'll be here, going to tune into the game. Don't miss it tonight on CJOB. See ya! Jets at noon on 6.8-CJOB. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.